Hi and welcome. We are um, here to interview Leo and Julie and we're here to talk about their experiences of parenting. Their children are grown up so we're hoping they can give us some wisdom from when their children were small. So um, would you guys like to um, kick off and just tell us a little bit about what your family looks like now? Um, we have, there's Julie and myself and then we've got two boys, Chris and Ben, they're twins. Uh, and uh, they're 19, or well, they're going to be 19 in a couple of days' time. Yep. So. so, yeah, that's the shape of our family. Um, and grand- two cats. And two cats. Don't forget the cats. Don't forget the cats. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's roughly us. Um, we've always, we've been in South London for the whole of our, you know, whole of our lives. Mm. Uh, and that's roughly who we are. Oh. And I, I guess sort of generically, what was life... What was life like for you when they, you know, when they were little? Like, you know, very open question. It was interesting. It was um, <laughs> funny. It was it was loud, really, but it was organised chaos, I should say. But it was all right. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. So were you I, both I think, um, or was one of you at home, or how did you figure that out? Yeah, I I tended to work, and then Julie tended to be stay, stay at, home. at home. It's partially because the cost of childcare okay. was prohibitive really for twins. It makes it a bit more difficult, mm. you know, um, makes it a bit more expensive, but it just worked like that. Yeah. So I just worked and Julie tended to stay at home. Although there were, we went through times, periods where Julie did work when the, when the boys were a bit older. Yeah, but, when they got to school age, then I went back out to work. So that was okay. Yeah. That's roughly what we're at. Yeah. And then within that, you sort of touched on it a little bit. You know, what about your? How would you call your family culture like for for you as a, as a as a four? We are we're quite um, loud. It's probably the the first word I'd use is we're quite a loud family. We're quite sporty, I guess. Um, we watch we watch football. We when the kids were young, we used to play football. We yeah. uh, go to the parks. Yeah, play football. We we live I don't know a couple of hundred yards from a park. So, you know, we, there was always at least once or twice in a week, we'd be down at the park playing on the swings or, or, you know, kicking a ball around or even in the, even in the living room when it was cold, mm. we had a, a small kind of rubbery ball about that size. And uh, we used to get in trouble, to be honest. Yes, for, you did. Uh, with me and the boys playing football <laughs> in the living room and trying not to, trying not to smash anything that was up high and keep the ball on the floor but yeah but that's roughly where we're we're quite sporty we were relatively loud as a as a family yeah um very bit too yeah. loud i think yeah and, and our boys are quite good boys anyway they, they they weren't uh they weren't troublesome at all so they're good guys other than kicking football around the house did you have any um other fun sort of traditions that you used to do as a family um I know there's always stuff we did with, around the dinner table. Yeah, I, I think what I insisted on after dinner is that we sit down for at least half an hour, 20 minutes, and we play and we, when we talk and we play games. Yeah. Uh, and I'd try to win and I'd win a lot of the games, really. But oh, it's, it's just only, like, only because she cheats a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, actually. But that, that period of time I thought was important so that we could talk, we could offload or we could just discuss what we needed to but it was just a bit of time that I felt was important that um we did as they were growing up not so much now 
But as we're going through primary school and a little bit of their secondary um, years, I made sure that we we all stayed together, especially on Sunday, and just chatted and discussed things. I gave them a, gave them a chance if they wanted to ask us any questions or yeah. say anything they wanted to say. Yeah, the, the the dinner table doesn't happen anymore because they're older now mm. and, and stuff. But I think when they were younger, the dinner table was really really useful um, in terms of just getting every if we could get everybody at the table I know sometimes I worked a bit late sometimes or you know yeah. things things wouldn't work out but in general getting people getting the four of us at the table eating together that I think that that really worked well as, as a as a family tradition yeah we had other things like um Mother's Day we would oh, yeah. we'd always be me and the boys would go out on the day on a Saturday before Mother's Day we'd go out and buy a really huge piece of paper and we'd take photographs and we'd stick all the photographs of stuff we'd done during the year uh, yeah. and make a, a huge kind of what's it a a a three a a two it's huge oh, oh a one no, yeah, we, we, we'd make a huge one. picture for um um for judy with me and the boys and it, and it started off as like a total mess with glitter everywhere but as they got older <laughs> it become a, a, a you know a better presentation yeah. so there's things like that we did yeah, yeah. do you Boys, still have them yeah, they're yeah. upstairs in my bedroom on the wall. The, yeah, they're, they're yeah, in oh, Chris's yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're still important there. stuff. They're, they're family history, really. Yeah. There's yeah. there's just a load of pictures of when the boys were four, and then there's loads of pictures when they were five, and there's loads of pictures when yeah. they were six. Kind of went up until they're about twelve or so. You're thirteen, the, and then yeah, when they stopped being, they're like mm, I don't controllable. Do that, <laughs> no, don't <laughs> controller. What a great thing to have, though, right? Yeah, it's, it's family. It's, it's it's lovely. It's a bit of history. It's a bit, it's all memories, yeah. you know. And yeah. you know, I'm sure they don't look at it, you know, with with any detail at the moment. No. But we know okay. in time they'll start looking at all those fo those photos and see them yeah. differently. And see yeah. their, you know, their yeah. childhood. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, you said earlier that you know your your boys didn't create trouble, but like. So then maybe not specifically what they created, but what were your, you know, when you look back, what do you feel like were your biggest challenges across the years? And obviously that may have changed over time. I think actually at primary school, I think a challenge was actually to get people stop called saying they're twins and call them Ben and Chris. Mm. Um, and I'm, even to this day, I still don't like it. It's not twins. It's not the twins. But yeah, yeah, it's Ben and Chris. Yeah. And that was been a challenge. Um, you try to ask people their, their names are Ben and Chris and not the twins, but sometimes people just, yeah. you have to let people do whatever they want to do afterwards. But um, because I, I think the lots of doc documentaries that I watched, I watched, sorry, you saw older people mirroring what each other does. And I thought, well, that looks a bit yeah. You don't want you want you don't want sometimes. twins to be clones of each other. You, but maybe they have to. But maybe because they're not identical, it's okay. If they're identical, then it might be a little bit more yeah. freaky, you know. Uh, but I think a challenge was definitely to make sure people call them call them Ben and Chris and not twin one and twin two. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a challenge I, I I think I had was probably you know there is keeping their aspirations high and stuff like mm. that but 
in in general they were because they were in general good guys they didn't tend to get in trouble and stuff like that um it, you know yeah they were they were quite easy they were relatively yeah. easy kids to to get along with and we we kind of had our saturdays where on we had this rule where on saturdays julie goes out and she does her stuff because because she was at home during the week with the boys saturdays was my day was boys days out or boys days in and, and <laughs> we would you know um literally from probably eight or nine in the morning mm. julie would go out and play play netball or, or with her friends or whatever and, and yeah. stay out until about sort of four or five in the, in the in the evening and it would be me and the boys yeah and it would always be at the start of the day would be like this is brilliant you know it's me and the boys we're gonna um what do we do today and sometimes we do random things we would go and I don't know, go down the park and play a bit and we'd come back, have some lunch or we'd go and we'd even do stuff like going on, on trains. Yes. We, we would go to the train station, you know, on my train pass and then think, which way should we go, guys? Should we go that way down or that way? And we'd literally yeah. go nowhere in particular on a <laughs> yeah. train and look out the window and, you know, just look at stuff out the window and say, oh, look, there's a church over there. What do you reckon happens in there? And and just stimulate their minds, you know, and then play I Spy. Yeah. And, you know, and so Saturdays be, became a lot about that kind of stuff. Um, but although it would always start, it's like, now oh, this is going to be brilliant. This is really, really good, boys. Let's, let's enjoy this. And as the day got on and got longer and longer, it was like, please come home, arrest me <laughs> from these kids. <laughs> um, but... But I think that was good as well because yeah. otherwise you end up with um, horrible mummy yeah. and lovely daddy, you know, and you yeah. shouldn't really have that because Monday to Friday, the boys would, when I came home from work, the boys would tend to sort of run to the door, daddy, you know, and it was really exciting for them. Daddy's come yeah. up from work and they grab hold of me, grab on my leg or whatever and, you know, daddy's come home and play with me and I chase them around the house, tickling them and stuff like that. So it became good cop and, and bad, bad cop, cop yeah. because I never had to tell them off. So the weekends, the Saturdays were the, the, the opposite. <laughs> it gave me a chance to tell them off <laughs> <laughs> and for them to not really think of me as the good guy anymore and, and when you know when Julie came home, they were they were happy to see Julie, because, yeah. and it gave a bit of <laughs> a bit of balance, a bit of equilibrium. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. it gave you a bit of a break, Julie, as well, from having them all week. Yeah, um, I I enjoyed what I did, but I still worried about what Dad was doing for a while on Saturdays. On Saturdays, <laughs> I'm sure he, I knew he fed them, but I'm not sure what else he did. I mean, also I did a lot of educational stuff with them. Um, but I know then that's probably why he was always a fun, fun cop and I was a bad cop, yeah. really. But um, it worked out well. We balanced what yeah. we were doing, so it was fine. So far, we balanced it all. So, yeah, it's all right. Leo will tell you one day the story about when he left one of them at a train station. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 one or both? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, I, I've got a, I could tell you a story about... One of them in, in a lift <laughs> at, my, at my work, but that's another story. <laughs> we'll let you guys do that offline. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't have young children and don't have them, don't, when you hold their hand when you leave the lift. Right? <laughs> Otherwise, they'll run back to press the button and then the lift will be gone. But anyway, that's, a, <laughs> that's another story. Um, uh, well, I, 
obviously with with twins when they're really small how's the sleep sort of situation Leo obviously that's I already know the answer to that you you've talked to me about that before but yeah with with twins I think it was it was difficult we, what the way we did it we um we, we kind of I would tend to sleep I'd go to bed when they were really young I'm talking about when they were babies you know the first you know four five six months I would tend to go to bed at sort of 9 30 in the evening and sleep until midnight and as a good block of sleep um and then if if the boys woke up between midnight and sort of 3 a.m 4 a.m that sort of time that was my shift i had to get up and, and feed them so julie could have a good block yeah. of you know three four hours of good sleep um and yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was in theory, and in um, theory. to be honest, it mostly worked. It mostly, it mostly uh, to be worked. Fair, it did. Um, he did get very al grumpy. Al although with twins, what used to happen is you would Stereo. you'd wake up. You know, <laughs> baby would wake you up, and you'd get up. You get you you would uh, change baby. You know, wipe baby down, and then you know, feed baby, and you know, baby's baby back to bed. Baby sleeping. Step away, and you would you would then. Uh, go back to bed and 15 minutes or 20 minutes later, baby number two. Yeah. Is, and it yeah. starts and the cycle yeah. starts again. And it, and it, and it can be very frustrating, yeah. you know, um, but you know, it's, it's what we go through. I think is, yeah. you know, life, life is just like that as, as, as parents, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, but as they got older, um, the problem kind of changed. It, it became, uh, one of them was that was more able to get out of their cot and mm. almost roll and we <laughs> almost rolled the cot. We could see the cot kind of <laughs> tilting like that one day, and we were like, actually, we need to take the sides down. Yeah. Now yeah. and then, um, but the day after taking the sides down on 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 the cot and making it into proper bed from the cot bed, um, from that day, random times in the middle of the night, <laughs> yeah, he would come and open our our door. And step in and just want to get into our bed. And some some mornings we'd wake up and they're in after the fifth time of him coming into our room. And we'd wake up and and we'd wake up and think, what's what's he doing in our bed there? What how yeah. how did he even do it? Because he'd have obviously caught us at a point of weakness when we were <laughs> fast asleep <laughs> and got in a bed. And it would always tended to be the same one, same one of the boys who yeah. would who would tend to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we found out later on that. The reason why he would get up. Oh yeah. The reason why he would get up in the night and try to sleep in our bed was because his brother was very active when he was sleeping. So his brother would be waking him up, you know, but accidentally when he's sleeping. Yeah. So it's not always it's not always the one that is that comes to wake you up that's that's the problem. So there you go. Are you quite similar as children or were they quite different? I think they're actually different. I think Chris was very loud and wanting attention. Um, ben was, a, yeah, I think Ben was um, more independent and quite happy to get on and play with his trains. In fact, I was thinking about it the other day, yeah. He liked his trains, yeah. So I think, um, but then he's always grown up independent, independent and he'll look at what he can do and look how he can improve things. Whereas the other one would like, I'm just going to go through like a train track, and he'd what he'd demand attention. Um, so that's a difference. 
And I think a little bit, looking at them now as young men, I think I can see the characters coming back where one is going to go head on, do what he wants, and that's it. The other one might be is more calculating and thinking. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's what I was thinking about today because they are different. Um, yeah, well, to be honest, we've, we've, all, we've always we've always applied the same principles to them, mm. but treated them relatively different, if that makes sense. We're, so we're equal, but we treat them as two, two individuals. Even when they were babies, we, we never dressed them in, um, in the same baby growth. You know, usually we, you know, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't dress them similarly. Mm. We, you know, and as they started wearing clothes, we've tended not to have them wearing the same clothes as, as twins. We just thought you put on some stuff and you put yeah. on some other stuff. It's only when I went to school, we kind of treat them as two individuals. Yeah. Um. I guess I would, you know, if you look back at the like, overall, like all of that time, do you have what, a thing that you're most proud of? Like the way that you did something or approach things or anything like that? I think um, I'm proud of, for me, I think as a family, we've worked hard or me and Leo have worked hard to ensure that the boys keep some line of communication open with us that we, mm speak to them regularly. Um, we know where they're going. Um, we want to be involved in what they're doing as much as they would now um, allow us to. Um, we're proud how, I'm proud of how they've turned out. Because mm. things, we, I know things could have been a lot worse. Um, I think though, when I think about how I could encourage them a different way is be for to have a better aspiration and thought of themselves. Um, sometimes the world is telling you, no, you can't do it. And as much as we're encouraged to them saying, yes, you can do and be what you want to be. The world is actually saying, no, you're in a little box. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think we've done well. I've done well. Leo's done well. But now it seems like the world is telling them, no, you can't do yeah. this and no, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit of frustration, but the young men, they're going to have to work things out themselves. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the way they've, they've turned out. You know, they, they've, they've, in their early years, they were wonderful boys. And, you know, then they went to, then they went to primary school mm. and they did really well at primary school. And they went to secondary school and did not so well. In fact, they did quite badly at secondary mm. school. Um, and it was a surprise because they were almost not recognizable in terms of academic achievement mm. between secondary school and, and primary school. But then they've got past that and they're, on, they're at uni now. So they're, they're back to who they, yeah. who they naturally are. Yeah. Um, but I think part of that was what you're saying about aspirations yeah. is that Definitely. we live in a world where um, yeah, it's very often the world around you tells you tells you that actually you shouldn't be getting far and you you probably won't. You know, if, it doesn't matter how hard you try, you probably won't get far anyway. Yeah, and it's quite hard to convince uh, children that that's not always true. That, mm -hmm. You know, that they they can work hard 
that there's a tendency for people who work hard have a tendency to get further and people who less work work less hard tend not to get so far and you know so if you work hard there's a good chance you'll get somewhere you know so yeah. but you know that's aspirations but I'm mm. quite proud of 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 who they are and you know how they've turned out yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah hopefully they'll look after us in our <laughs> old age I say hopefully and I'm not sure which one it will be yeah, but it yeah, won't yeah. be Chris <laughs> it won't be Chris <laughs> <laughs> be like mum you have to come around we'll have dinner and you have to talk to me for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah that's it yeah. I try. Yeah. I try. I demand it. Yes. Um. Do you just as a last final question? It, what is one piece of advice you would give to parents of young children um, who, who are right in it now? Um. So having been through it, what what piece of advice would you give to them? I think talk to your children. Spend time with them. Yeah. Um. Do something around the table or somewhere where there is no distractions for at least 15 minutes if you're possible if it's possible that you can do that um it's not always you're not always able to take them out to fancy places but that doesn't matter the park is free go to places of interest that doesn't cost anything um you don't need all the gizmo you know it's nice at some time um spend time talk encourage and remind them that they can be whoever they want to be. Yeah. They can be. Yeah. Ignore the restrictions that's here in this world. Aim high. There's no reason why you can't aim high and have the same thing as someone else. Yeah. Do not be and do not be do not be afraid to fail. Because if you fail, if you don't try, you will fail. You've already failed. Mm. So you must try to know whether you can fail or not. Yeah, yeah, so you should try to succeed. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, aspirations yeah. is probably the, the big one. I think the earlier you can teach your kids to have aspirations and set their expectations that they that they may be successful if yeah. they want to, um, the better. Because sometimes later on, as they get a bit older and they go into teenage years, if you haven't set that, um, it can be quite hard for them to to somehow, you know, they, they'll be influenced they could be influenced by stuff around them yeah. but that's that's one thing and the other thing is time uh, especially for dads um time is is you know the amount of time you can give your kids yeah. is is way better than the the presence and the, the stuff you can give them yeah. you know yeah time yeah. time give you especially guys give yeah. your kids your time yeah. that's yeah, that's my big and i nice. think during this lockdown um, the neighbours that I've seen and spoken to, you can see their young families and the men thinking, oh, I've got to spend time with the children. You can see them thinking, where maybe they might have assumed that it's a woman's job and childcare should be with the woman. They now have to spend their time with the, um, their children. Locked in. They're locked in, yeah, that's right, locked in. But what I think Melia was saying earlier is that he come home from work five o'clock. He wasn't going to work any later than his designated time because he said, no, home, I need to get home to see my children. And that was important. Um, and I'm grateful because then it meant that we were valued. Yeah. 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 So, um, time. Yeah, it is time. Yeah. 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 Ye
and lots of it. But then old as they get older, they don't want you to talk to them. <laughs> they just grunt. <laughs> you know? That's too nice. Yeah. But for but for young kids, give them time. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. And love, of course, and love <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's useful. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> thanks very much um that was great some excellent bits of wisdom in there mm, i really brilliant. enjoyed that so thanks very much thank you if you've enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and feel free to share it with anyone else who might enjoy it